You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. So while I was trying to come up with an idea for this week's episode, I usually do it either the day before I record or the day of, kind of flying by the seat of my pants, but that's gotten me this far. So uh, I was going through some journal entries to try to find like something I'd had a very strong opinion about. (laughs) And I saw the word closure and I immediately was like, oh my God, I have so many opinions on this and uh, I can talk forever. So we'll try to keep it short and sweet. But Moral of the story, the episode is called Unicorns, Fairies, and Closure because closure is about as real as unicorns and fairies. Honestly, I think fairies have more of a chance of being real than closure does. Endings are underwhelming. I mean, if you really look back, I want everybody who's listening right now to think about one of the big endings in your life, whether it's you know, losing a job or graduating or I don't know, your last summer at summer camp. That one was actually a really like a big one for me and obviously relationships and they don't end the day they end. So how do you call it an ending? Really? I, I, there's, there's some movie and I can't remember what it is, but it's like nothing ever ends really. That's a quote from it. And it's so true. It sounds nonsensical, but it's really accurate. And I think that in the space of relationships and talking about that endings are so much more than the day it ends and whatever they said to tell you why or whatever you said to tell them why and it's a lot like when you finish a tv show that you've been really invested in the characters and you loved it it comforted you it was present for a lot of your life it was something you laughed at laughed with and sometimes you watch a tv show for eight years. I mean, I'd been watching Game of Thrones since I was in high school. And when it ended, 
I got no closure from that. I got a complete, like everything I thought about the show was wrong. All my theories were wrong. One of my favorite characters was just not cool. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but like, honestly, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones by now, like just get over it. You're going to hear stuff on the internet, but like it, it was just really not it didn't even feel like an ending because I was like, well, that can't be it, right? There has to be something. And honestly, like you're even kind of thinking that they're going to come back and be like, oh, it's a joke. Maybe that's just me. But when I get really attached to a TV show, that's what happens. I hated the ending to Lost. That was some of the biggest horseshit I've ever had to put up with. And I was so mad for wasting so much of my time on that TV show. And I really hated the ending to How I Met Your Mother because you're like, the point was that that wasn't going to happen because you spent the entire... It was just, it was stupid. Anyways, one piece of visual media that does have an incredible, perfect ending is Palm Springs, which has the mother from How I Met Your Mother. She's a star in it with Andy Samberg. And it's just wonderful. So if you're looking for some closure, and a, and a good ending, go watch that. But don't look anywhere else because you're going to be hard-pressed to find closure. It's such a thing for, you know, you're talking to your ex, you're texting, and you're like, let's get coffee. Or he's like, can you come over? I have some things I want to talk about. And you're like, it's all in the name of closure. You're like, okay, I'm going to go over to his house for closure. And it's like, why are you wearing a black lacy bra if you're going over for closure, ma'am? Nobody has ever gone over for closure in sweatpants, ever. And if you have, tweet me, and I'll happily be wrong, but I'm willing to bet that no one has ever gone over to their ex's house for closure dressed like a scrub. I'm guilty of that, too. I have a song, there's a line in it, and it's like, I, I tell myself, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go back to you, but then I put my perfume in my purse when I go out because I know I'm going to call you. And like, you know, or like you put your toothbrush in your bag, you're like, you know where you're going that night kind of situation. And yeah, I've never like, I've, I've put on fake eyelashes for closure appointments. Also, let's call them that. They're closure appointments. It is scheduled closure and it it's not effective. I remember, so if you've heard me talk about the Enneagram, my ex-boyfriend was an Enneagram four and he was just like, it's so moody, so dramatic, just like picture, like, I don't know, like John Mayer, but somehow more brooding and not John Mayer but he was very just theatrical and dramatic and tortured and whatever. So we actually, after breaking up, didn't have, we didn't talk. We didn't really see each other. And I didn't like, I never hooked up with him until almost actually over six months later. And it was so weird because I had played the Ryman that night and uh, it was like, I was on a high, I was at a bar and I was having so much fun. And me and my friends ran into my ex with an entire group of him and I's old friends. And it was so weird. I mean, I looked great because I just played the Ryman and put in an incredible amount of effort. And we start talking and literally like next thing I know, we're in an Uber on the way to his house, but I had to drop my friend off at her car first. So she's like awkwardly sitting in the back seat with me and my ex-boyfriend. And she's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I, I don't know. TBD. But we'd, we'd have all that happen. It's a mess. And then, you know, find out he has a girlfriend. And I'm like, Rrr. and then we have my song, Vices. Um, but <laughs> the, uh, a couple days later, after that whole shit show, he texts me and he's like, I think we really need to get a drink and we need to talk about what happened. And we need to just like get some clarity and get some, wait for it, closure. Wow, that was, that was really deep. Anyways, so... We, we go to this dive bar and I just remember this is such an awkward evening. A, 
I, I think I drank like three beers in the first 20 to 30 minutes because I was just like really uncomfortable and I hadn't sat across a table from him since like we broke up, you know, it was just weird. And we're talking and I, I wanted answers and he wanted an apology for cheating on me. Like he wanted me to apologize somehow. And the things he said to justify all of it, like it really, like it really drove it home that I was not supposed to be with him because like the things he said were so heinous. Like he was like, well, Kaylee, I just like, you needed a wake up call. Like you were never jealous. You never like cared what I was doing. I'm like, well, that's called trust. That's not called not caring. I was just like, eh. and he'd be like, and I just like think you needed a wake up call about what you had to lose. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I, you know, I ended up saying something like, I'm really sorry for, you know, the things I did wrong in our relationship, because I'm not going to completely say that it's all his fault because it wasn't. And things like this really only happen when there's other problems, whether that other problem is that the person's like a, a literal narcissist or, you know, it's just the wrong relationship, which I think is a lot more of what this was. And, um, we had been breaking up for a long time by then. But we just didn't know it. So anyway, so he's trying to explain this to me. And he's like, and you just needed a wake-up call about like what you had to lose. And I was like, by cheating on me? I mean, we could have just like, we could have just done this. I mean, we could have just gone to a bar and had a drink and like talked about it. But you needed to be so fucking dramatic and tortured. And then the worst part, but also kind of the funniest part of all this, is a girl he tried to cheat on me with, like, wasn't about it. <laughs> Like she, like, they, like it happened for like a second. And then she was like, I don't really want to do this. Um, bye. So, oh God, what a weird, what a weird thing. Anyways. So we're just kind of talking back and forth about all these issues we had. And, you know, I had forgotten some points that I really wanted to make because obviously I'd been like in the shower, getting into fake arguments, sometimes winning, sometimes losing, and just, you know, trying to practice what I was going to say to him. Cause I had so many feelings, obviously. And it just didn't work. And he walked me to my car and we like made out of against my car. And he was like, this is the last time we're ever going to kiss. And I was like hearing last kiss by Taylor Swift in my head. And I was like, that's so weird. Cause he's like, so right. Like this is like crazy. And narrator, it was not the last time, uh, but there was a last time. So that's good news. <laughs> But it was just like, it was so, we didn't even accomplish anything. Oh, and then the worst part was I ran into like a friend of mine who's uh, older and married and really has a shit together and and knew a lot about the situation with the breakup. And we'd even written songs about it and we're at this bar and I see him and he just walks over. He's like, hey, are you okay? And it had big like blink twice if you need me to save you energy. And I was like, no, I'm here for closure. <laughs> oh. And yeah, it was just, it was just ridiculous because we didn't accomplish anything. We just dug up the same shit we'd been arguing about. We kept going in circles. I mean, maybe we were a little calmer about it, but nothing was truly accomplished. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And then, like any other relationship, situationship, I feel like most of... I don't know how to refer to them, and my boyfriend makes fun of me for this all the time. Because I'll be like, oh yeah, when my ex said this. And he's like, Kaylee, do they know you're, they're your ex? And I'm like, well, I mean, if you're talking to somebody on and off for like nine months and they get drunk and tell you that they love you and you talk to them every day and have this like, you know, escalated thing. I mean, I don't feel like he was my boyfriend, but I certainly feel like he was my ex-boyfriend. And I could do an entire episode on this. But anyway, so we'll just call him ex, I don't know, ex-whatever's. X somethings. And, you know, even then, like one of the worst ones, which is like the guy that I talked about who like lied about being in the hospital and like lied about having a car and, you know, lots of things. Um, there was this like that one big blow up in the parking lot when I was drunk and I was just finally like, why don't you love me? And it was just like a really low point. But after that, like he was super unimpressed with my behavior and I was like, oh my God, this is it. And then I kind of was like, well, this is good because I can't go running around like begging him for closure and making myself look even more fucking pathetic and desperate. I can't because, you know, he blocked me. So that's great. Like this is this is a clean break narrator. It was not a clean break. And obviously he's a fucking dude and. Like my whole, I wrote out of it about him and it was the winter of 2018, that Christmas when we had like not had a thing anymore. We like ended things like a little after Halloween and then around the holidays he like came back and he was like, I changed my mind. Like I, I feel like I can only be myself around you and like had all this like really, you know, aggressive stuff and you know, like, like aggressively emotional 
like they were nice things. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you asked because I love you. And I actually just hooked up with my ex-boyfriend and uh, it was terrible. So this sounds like so much better. Yes, come back, whatever. And then he comes back and lies about being in the hospital. So Christmas of 2019, um, literally the next year he did it and it was like literally textbook. It was exactly what happened in Out of It all over again my song out of it. If in case anybody listens to the podcast and doesn't listen to my music, which I actually totally understand. I I do hope that maybe you might check it out if you feel like it. But so that Christmas, he gets all lonely and bored back home again and then hits me up and is like being super flirty. And I wasn't really seeing anybody at the time. And so I like drop everything and I'm like, Oh my God. And then thankfully we didn't end up like hanging out because I was in LA and and he was gone. And then there was one night he was in LA, but he kind of avoided me. So I went and hung out with the, the actual LA guy. It was both my fuck boys. I had an LA fuck boy and a Nashville fuck boy. They were in the same city and it was like a crossover episode. Like the, that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was like that. It was like a crossover episode. And I was like, I can't handle both of these at once. So it never actually ended up happening. And the day I met my boyfriend, Sam, is the last time I had feelings for him. I literally just immediately was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Okay, so that was just a, that was a big waste of um, a year and a half. Okay, cool. Anyways, moving on. But so like, it just, even when he was mad at me and like we weren't talking and it was like just a full like hard break, I was like there, I'm going to get closure from this. And I didn't. And then I think we ended up getting coffee again, if I remember correctly, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But either way, it didn't work. It literally did not fucking work. And the only thing that I think can truly give you closure is just getting to the point where you don't fucking care. And for me, the point of breaking up with somebody is because like over an event is because they did something inexcusable. So if it's inexcusable, it means an excuse does not exist that would justify the action. And so if there's no excuse that will justify it, why are you looking for one? Why do you want to know why they did it? Like, why does the why matter? And I mean, they're the only thing, I mean, cause my ex literally told me why he cheated on me, but it was like fucking heinous and it didn't make me feel any better. It was literally just stupid. He was like, yeah, well, cause I, cause I just like felt like you needed a wake up call about what you had to lose. Like that's stupid. That did not give me closure. That did not give me answers. And it's because it was inexcusable. Can you think of a single thing other than like that person having a gun to their head, like that would justify someone cheating on you? Like there's, there's times that maybe you could be a little bit more understanding. Like if it's like the beginning of a relationship and it's like a drunk mess up or like the person's like really depressed and self-sabotaging or whatever, like those, but they still don't justify it. They might make you understand and empathize a little bit more. Obviously everybody's story is different, but the moral of the story is finding out the why and sitting them down and going over to their house for closure to find out why you're not going to find out why because they did something stupid and they don't even know why they did it. They never do. If they try to explain it, they're just going to dig themselves into a bigger hole and you're going to leave with your underwear in your purse and not an ounce of closure. So don't do it. Ladies, that might be the edgiest thing I've ever said on the podcast. Oh my God. Anyways, <laughs> but it's true. Quote me, put it on a t-shirt. Don't do it. I think that the only thing, you know, like is just learning to not care, getting to the point where you don't care. And I would have loved answers about why me and um, out of it guy didn't work and why he couldn't reciprocate the feelings. Because I feel like at the end of the day, that was the problem is that he just 
wasn't into me enough and liked the attention I was giving him. And that's like, whatever, you know, but I just needed to get to a point where I didn't care. And as soon as I met Sam, I was like, Hmm, I super don't care. Cool. And it's been a year since then. And I have not cared since I haven't like, I literally don't even, even if he could explain everything to me, I don't, I just legitimately don't want him to. I just, I, I could not, I can't be bothered. Like, and it's weird to not care to get to that point where you can, you know, like, cause sometimes he'll still like, he texted me when the album came out and like made a joke. I posted on my Instagram, but like he made a joke about out of it and was like, well, it's not bad. I would have hated a bad song written about me. I'm like, well, it's not nice, but, um, so like seeing his name on my phone, like that used to like make my like heart stop. And that's so loserish of me but I that's how I felt and I like everything would stop and I just like be like a like a junkie who just needed a fix and the fix was seeing his name on my phone like it was just full-on pathetic and I, I hate that I went through that but I had to I think it was an important learning experience but you know when he texted me about the album I saw his name on my phone and I didn't even like respond because I just was like oh cool uh I'll get back to him I didn't even care what it was. And that's such a weird feeling. Cause it used to be like, you know, I used to have my days revolve around him talking to me. And so you just need to get to that point where you don't care. And the only thing that can get you to that point where you don't care is a good, healthy dose of time. And I also think that finding somebody new, like that shouldn't be something you're actively going out and looking for in order to get over somebody. I mean, go have like your breakup, like post breakup hookups or whatever, but don't be like, I need to fall in love again so I can get over this person. That's stupid. That's going to set you up for a lot of drama and just a terrible way to start a relationship. But like when you do find the right person, it makes you look back at everybody and be like, Oh, ew. Like what was I fucking thinking? And it's just, it puts everything in perspective. And so that's like where meeting the right person or even like meeting a guy who's nice to you. Cause one of the first times that started to click for me was I, um, was seeing this guy in New York and this was like, this was like right around Christmas of 2019, which uh, it was a busy time for Kaylee. It was a busy time. And <laughs> don't judge me. I'm not like, it wasn't really like a hoe thing. It was more just like a, and whatever, I don't slut shame. That's ridiculous. I could have been doing whatever I wanted, but it was more just like texting because one was in LA, one was in New York, one was in Nashville. But the New York guy was so nice to me and like we knew it was never going to work out like ever. It was just so not on the table. He was never going to move to Nashville. I was never going to move to New York. I never even discussed, but I was in New York for a lot of that winter and seeing like how he would treat me and, and how kind he was and how communicative he was, I'd be like, oh, wow. Oh, so that exists out there. So it doesn't even have to be the right person. It's just like the first person who treats you well. And you're like, oh, so that's going to be what gives you closure. You're going to get closure from stepping back, not embarrassing yourself by texting them all the time. And it's like, you just don't, you're not going to have control over it. And also the, only the person who got their heart broken wants the closure, you never have the asshole who cheated being like me. Maybe they want to like clarify, but they're not the ones who need like the last nail to be put in the coffin, I guess. I don't know if I use that correctly, but 
the heartbroken person wants closure because then they can get their power back. And that's why you wear your lacy bra over. And it's not necessarily because you're like, I'm dying to sleep with this person again. It's because you're like, I just want them to want me again because that'll make me feel like I got something back. But truthfully, you're going to wake up the next morning and you won't have gotten anything back. I promise. And then you might just go to their bathroom to, you know, use the mouthwash and try to get yourself together before you go to your co-write so people can't tell that you uh, hooked up with your ex-boyfriend last night. And then you might see some fake eyelashes at the top of his trash can and realize, oh, all right, that those are fresh. Those are from the day before. Okay, cool. So anyways, thanks for listening to me rant as usual. Love you guys so much. Um, I'm still, you know just loving the reactions. I love reading the reviews on iTunes. Uh, we're still getting reviews that are like, why do you say fuck so much? I'm like, because I'm angry. It's okay. Also, I would just love to take everybody who's left a negative review. All of the negative reviews are about me swearing. Like literally that is the only thing people aren't like, Oh, I don't like what she's talking about. They're like, I don't like her use of the F word which is just hilarious. I can't imagine in this economy, that's what riles you up enough to make a comment on the internet. Like there are so many other things to get angry about, but they'll leave like these reviews. And I just want to get all these people together and show them the history of swearing. Um, that new show on Netflix that's hosted by Nick Cage. It's really funny, but the one they do about fuck is like, it's so versatile. Like you can use fucking so many different circumstances. And also I read a study, which I will be happy to share on my twitter.com page, uh, that swearing more is a sign of intelligence. Yeah. Like, like very intelligent people swear more. And that's obviously not at all across the board, but it was a, a legit enough study for me to feel better about my negative iTunes reviews. So Anyways, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're all having a great week. I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.